Welcome to Belief Busters Podcast, where we change the world one belief at a time. True transformation happens when we question if the beliefs we hold are of truth, or simply someone else's belief that we have internalized as our own. I'm your host, Rev. Cherie Taylor-Jones, and I'm glad you could join us on the journey. Welcome to another episode of Belief Busters. Today we're looking at our beliefs around wealth, about expansion, about thriving in the world. And we have a special guest, Gabe Peterson, who's with us today. And I'd like to welcome him and ask him to tell you a little bit about himself. Welcome, Gabe. Hey, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. Um, And you ask about myself, right? That was the next question. Yes. Um, so yeah, my name is Gabe. I am um, up here in beautifully sunny right now, not always uh, Seattle, Washington. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> So I um, currently what I'm doing, I'm a real estate investor. We do flips, uh, wholesales, um, buy and holds, all that kind of stuff. And also I run two podcasts, one at the Real Estate Investing Club um, and the other one at Pursuing Greatness, which is about how to master your health, wealth, uh, relationships and spirit. Okay, great. And I've asked you on here because I love that you're in the field of wealth, of real estate. I mean, you're doing expansiveness around wealth. And so I really thought it would be great for our listeners to kind of go on the journey of what were your first indoctrinated beliefs around wealth? This is a very important topic for for me specifically um, because I didn't grow, I grew up in a house well, before I say anything, I want to say my parents are awesome. I love them to death. You know, yes. parents, they, they always do their best. Of course um, they do. <laughs> yeah. From where they are, from their level of consciousness, right? From their level of understanding, they try to do the best that they can. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but so I grew up in a family that was very nine to five. Um, that, you know, you you went, you got a job, you, you went to work at that mm-hmm. job. And that is kind of how much you had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is what was coming in. And that's, it's not a, it wasn't a belief. It wasn't anything that was taught to me. I, I feel like these, these things aren't necessarily, you know, somebody, somebody doesn't come and sit you down and say, okay, this is how the world works. You know, you go, you get a job. It's just things that you kind of learn by osmosis. And this is kind of the mentality um, or the the belief system that I kind of just accepted to be true based on what I saw going around me growing up. I agree with you that our parents may not sit us down and say, okay, this is how the world works. But in their operating in the world, we, we learn and we absorb and we take that in. And I came from a very similar household in which you, you know, the goal was to go to school so you could get a good job to do the nine yep. to five. And you needed to get that education so you could make a decent amount of money in the nine to five to take care of yourself and your family, right? Yep. And I remember when I when I started not really fitting into that mold, it freaked my family out. I don't know about you, but my family was like, what is wrong with this girl? Why is she <laughs> just settling down and doing the nine to five? How did you shift from that mentality of like, this is what responsible adulthood looks like of getting that job that you work, you know, get your pension and that's how you do it. Yep. Yeah. And that it's funny. That is, it's a very scary thing. Um, whenever you do something that is against, 
the beliefs that you grew up with. Um, and you know, they could be explicit beliefs, beliefs or implicit beliefs. It doesn't matter if you, whenever you get to the point where you you're making a decision that's opposed to those beliefs, it's always, you know, it's very stress inducing. Um, but so how did I get there? How did I kind of break out of that mindset? Um, so I guess it kind of started with books. So I was always kind of really into books. I loved reading and I got into a lot of philosophy and it, it kind of led me down in, down the path of stoicism, um, which, you know, there's a whole bunch of different belief systems out there. I love the stoics. So like um, Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, those kind of uh, writers and reading them kind of led me down the path of self-development and then reading books like um, Think or Grow Rich and, uh, and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes. And so after reading enough of these kind of books, the just their, the way that they thought their, their, their mindset started to seep into my, you know, my own belief system. Um, and I kind of used their ammunition, you know, you know, their mindset to, to reflect on how I was approaching the world and how I wanted to approach the world. Um, and I think it's really important that when you're changing a belief, your emotions are not going to agree with you. Your belief is... Yes. Say be, more about that, Gabe. Say more about that. Because that's an important piece. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I agree. It's um, So, I mean, whenever you you are doing something that's against your belief, or if you if you change a belief, which is a logic-based thing, it is you're, you're changing something that is, you know, that is... Uh, basically how you're going to be acting in the world. Mm -hmm. But your emotions don't know that. Your emotions don't, they don't, uh, that's not how they operate. And so whenever you you change your belief, it doesn't matter how strongly you agree with this new belief system, you have to go through the fear of the emotions that were already tied to the previous belief. And so you just need to take that action that corresponds with the new belief until that your emotions catch up to the the, the belief system that you that you've kind of created in your mind um and so that's kind of what i had to do i you know i read all these books i had this new belief system it got to the point where i you know i graduated college and i, I didn't do it successfully to be to be honest I, I graduated college and i needed to make you know the transition into you know creating my own you know taking my step going into my career um and i froze i i knew what i wanted to do i wanted to make a business i wanted to create wealth i wanted to do all these things but I didn't have anybody in the back, you know, saying, you can do this, you yeah. can do this. And so my, my emotions were saying, you can't do this. This is not an option. And so, yeah. so I froze and, uh, and I, I did, I did the nine to five for many years. Actually, I went and became a management consultant. I went, worked at Microsoft, um, T-Mobile, AT&T for seven years. Um, it took me seven years to finally get through those you know, the whole time I was, I was like one foot in the corporate world and one yes. foot out. I was never a hundred percent in. Um, and that kind of existence is really hard to do. You know, you'd really do have to live in, in accordance with your beliefs or else you're, you're just kind of a puddle out there. Um, so eventually, you know, I, I, I took the leap. I started to make a few businesses. I wasn't all in at, at that point. So they were really crappy businesses. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't making a lot of money, but, um, Eventually, I, you know, I did, I, I, my beliefs kind of caught up with me because I had enough success yes. and I was able to really stand in, in what, what I believe. And, uh, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in real estate. I'm, I'm, I am living the beliefs that I had uh, originally wanted to live back in the day. Wonderful. So 
you no longer believe that you have to work for a corporation nine to five is what I'm hearing. <laughs> and I don't, I don't believe that, but it's not, uh, that's nothing to say negative to say about, um, you know, working in a corporation. Absolutely. That, you know, every, everybody's path is different and there's definite benefits to that, that path, you know, Correct. working on a team, um, getting to be involved in things that are much, much bigger than you could, you know, start out with if you're going to do your own business, you know, there's benefit to that. There's a reason why you'd want to do that. So I'm not saying this to denigrate um, the corporate world or anything like that, but you know, no. if you want to li live with your beliefs, you can do it. Yes. And that's, that's the key. Um, there are many paths to wealth. There's many paths to living a fulfilling life. And when we make choices, it doesn't mean they're, uh, other people's choices are bad or awful. They're great choices for them. So this is about how do we make great choices for ourselves today? If we've discerned that the nine to five grind in corporate America is really not what we want, and there is another path that we can take, I'm here to help them facilitate that. And you are going to tell us how you did your journey out to get where you are today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it was a, it was definitely not clean. It was a, it was a dirty process. But uh, <laughs> if, uh, if somebody's in that position, you know, you, you feel that you really do want to create wealth for yourself, you want to create freedom, um, both time and financial, uh, then I first you you have to believe that you can do it. Um, you have to have some sense, you know, in in you that it is possible um, that you're not destined to whatever path you're on right now. Um, so you need to change not all of the beliefs. You don't have to be have 100% confidence, but you have to have 1% confidence. You have to have enough confidence just to step out of the door. Um, and to do that, I say read books and start associating with people who are on the path that you want to be on. Um, yes. Reach out to them, say hi, just say, hey, man, love what you're doing. Let's grab a coffee. I'll pay. So just get get down the path so your brain starts to operate that way. Yeah. So what you're talking about is you're retraining your brain um, to say that this could be a new normal and you're creating scenarios in which the brain now can see, oh, look, I see other people that are doing this. This is now this can be normal. And so all of that is really a retraining and a reframing in our brain, which then allows our emotions to catch up yep. to us. So I'm with you so far. Keep going, Gabe. This is awesome. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I mean, the next step is, uh, is the hard one. It's you need results. Um, so you're never going to really believe something unless you actually do it and you see the positive results from it. Um, it doesn't matter how many, you know, how many people you see out there doing it, you do have to have your own results. And so that that's the point where you have to actually start taking action. You have to, you know, you have to choose a framework. There are a million ways to make wealth out there. Literally, there's countless ways to make wealth. Um, you just have to choose one. And so I didn't do it the right way when I first got started in this. I bounced from one idea to the other. Um, I got started in e-commerce. I made a, a you know an e-commerce store, brought it up to about twenty thousand a month. Um, then I switched over to uh, digital marketing. I, I created an agency, um, and then I finally landed on real estate. Um, I think real estate. Well, it's not even my my thoughts. I, if you look at statistics the statistics that's out there right now is that 90% of the world's millionaires were created through real estate. So real estate, if it is, if you do have an inclination for it, it is a tried and true method of creating wealth, lasting wealth. 
Um, so that is a path that you can go down. But but the next step is just really to choose a model. Um, it could be e-commerce, it could be you know a hair salon, whatever you want to do. Just choose a model and just start you know taking action towards that. Um, one thing that that you do need to keep in mind is that you're never going to be wealthy by putting labor. And this is how am I going to phrase this one? Uh, by working a job, you, you you have to have some way to leverage it. So if you if your dream is to be a hair salon owner and you want to go open your own business and be the stylist, um, there is a, a less likely chance that you will achieve financial freedom if you are the stylist. You have to actually turn it into a business. You have to start hiring people. You have to turn it into a business. That's the only way to do it. The first one is just you have to take a step. You have to choose a model and then uh, and then you know start walking down that path. The path that I chose that I finally landed on was real estate. I think it's the 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 best path to go if you, well, I guess you have to have a certain personality for it, but um, it is, I, I love real estate. It's a really great path to go down. Um, you meet the, you meet people, tons of people out there. It's a very social uh, career path to go down. It's also very analytical. So you do have to have the analytical side. You mentioned that we have to figure out a way of moving from that mindset of being the doers to leveraging other people to help us do. Can yeah. you expand a little bit on that? Yeah, I mean, if you're strictly talking about, you know, having a bigger impact, which means creating more wealth, because that's what wealth is, it's more impact, it's more value being added to the world, then you, it's not done by an individual contribution. Um, individuals make up the greater whole, but it mm -hmm. is not done by just one person cutting hair. Um, and I'm just going to keep going down that that mm -hmm. example, because mm -hmm. that's what we're using here. So if you're just talking about like a hairstylist and you want to have a huge impact and you want to, you know, create wealth in that process, you, you're most likely not going to be able to do it as an individual hairstylist. Granted, there there's always going to be examples of that one hairstylist who went out and was Britney Spears yes. stylist and made a billion, million dollars, whatever. But generally, you do need to create systems around it. You need to create a way, a business around it that that generates wealth without you having to go do every step. All right, so we're looking at the mindset, we're looking at connecting the brain involved in shifting that mindset, seeing um, other examples of people that are successful in the, in the way that we would like to be and leveraging resources. And so what's the next step? Well, at that point, you really just need to start taking action. So, I mean, that that is the the model, but once you start taking action, you're going to be in it. And so you, you're going to have to start um, solving problems. And what the recommendation that I would give you, because I'm not going to be able to tell you how to do it because you're going to be in your own business and every business is unique. The next step I would recommend is go get a mentor, you know, talk to somebody who is successful in what you're doing. Um, if, you know, using the hairstylist example, there has to be some local hairstylist who has five hair salons, who's just kicking butt, um, rocking it, go take her out to, to lunch to, or him out to lunch, um, sit them down and just really pick their brain, figure out what it is that makes a successful hair salon. Like what are the things that they do? What are the processes they do? How do they hire people? Um, how do they present themselves in, in leadership meetings? What do they do to be successful? And that, that is the real, that's where you're going to be able to, to take yourself up is by, you know, getting the, the knowledge from somebody who's already gone down that path. Is there anything else that you think that our listeners need to know about having that mindset about expansiveness of wealth? 
And why do we really care so much about expensiveness of wealth? I guess there's two answers to this. Um, there's the individual answer and then the, you know, the communal global answer. Um, for the global answer, from my perspective, wealth is us adding more value to the human race. It's adding, you know, it's pushing us forward. When there's more wealth, there's more goodness out there to go around. There's from the individual perspective, the more wealthy you're becoming, not always more um, in line you are with, you know, your values, with the, with your time, with with what you want to accomplish in the world, because you can't do it unless you're really, you're hundred percent committed and you're in it and you are really, you know, you, you believe in what you're doing and you're, and you're pushing it forward. Um, and so I feel from the individual's perspective, one, it gives you freedom. And so you're going to be able to think in different ways. You're going to be able to see the world from a different perspective. Um, and, the, I mean, the, the really basic one is that you're going to have no stress. I've been in situations where I had zero money and I was broke. And it's when you're in that perspective, you can't operate correctly. You're operating from a very, you know, scarcity mentality. There is, yes. you're just not going to be able to, to make, to make decisions correctly. And so one, you know, one of the very basic reasons to create wealth is to give yourself the freedom to to be to really be able to think correctly to be able to operate in the world correctly valid points when we are in that mindset of scarcity um, we are focused on how do we how do we pay the bills how do we get food on the table how do we you know survive we're more in that primal survival type of mentality and that is not from our highest place and so what you're talking about really is that when we get into that expansiveness of abundance, of prosperity, of wealth, we're then operating from a different mindset. We're operating from a place of possibilities, not a place of lack. Yep. And from a place of possibilities, we then get to create possibilities for other people. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So this is why this is a, an important belief system for us to really take a look at and discern how do we move from that concept or belief about lack or, or that rigidity that really doesn't serve us any longer and break through to creating a life of abundance, which then trickles into supporting other people in creating that life as well. Yeah. I mean, and another reason why I think this is so important for everybody, even if you don't, um, you know, if you don't like capitalism or whatever belief system you have that kind of puts a negative tint towards wealth. Um, one thing that I saw in my own life is, you know, when I didn't have money, I, I, it's not that I was uh, resentful of other people, but I didn't have like a positive orientation towards wealth. Um, and then once I started to change the belief system and, you know, take action and, and change things, uh, that it also changed my my relationship to other people and to, to wealth. And I, you know, now I want other people to succeed. When I see people, you know, succeeding in in business in uh, in any other areas of life, I'm I'm like, yes, that's good. I'm glad you're able to do that because you see the perspective of if one person wins, everybody wins. Yeah. Um, so it, it changes your relationship to how you uh, you orient towards other people. I agree. 100%. Yes. How do people work with you? How do they get in contact with you? Yeah, for sure. So we have the Real Estate Investing Club, uh, therealestateinvestingclub.com. 
um, is the podcast. It's also we uh, we have a where we're launching a course, an ebook, and um, a mentorship program for anybody who does want to get into real estate if who wants to choose that path. Um, so if you go to therealestateinvestingclub.com, that's probably the best way to uh, to reach out. Okay, great. We are so pleased that you were able to join us to talk about this this topic that a lot of us don't want to talk about. It it seems like it's not spiritual enough for us to talk about, but Here's the thing, my friends, wealth and abundance is part of our spirituality and our growth and our possibilities. So yes, we do need to look at this. Look at your beliefs around it. You know, do you have that mentality that if you're rich, you're one of those people? Because then, you know, you're in division, you're not in oneness. And so that's an indication that this is a belief you need to look at. So once again, we're just so thrilled that Gabe was with us and sharing these insights. And we'll see you next time on Belief Busters. See you on the flip side. If you are enjoying these conversations about assessing your belief systems and how to transform outdated beliefs, then please subscribe and give us a positive review. To support this podcast and its transformative work, you can also become a sponsor for as little as $5 a month. You can reach Rev. Cherie at info at beliefbusterspodcast.org. To continue on this journey of evolution, you can also get my book, Turning Your Why Into Why Not, at Amazon or any other bookstores which gives you practical tools to do this work. See you next time on the flip side.